now, a closer look. A sleepy morning, we're out in the boondocks. Stars being told on the red. Today's segment is titled, Play Me, I'm Yours, and Nomadic Ivories. Pianos I find magical, especially how people gravitate towards a piano when played. When struck by their hammers, pianos make their sound by vibrating their strings. What I find amazing is that if there are two pianos in the same room and someone plays a specific key or note on one piano, then the other piano will resonate as if someone had actually played that same key. This phenomenon is called sympathetic resonance. Sympathetic resonance can audibly be observed relatively easily with the two pianos in the same room experiment. However, sympathetic resonance isn't limited to just pianos. Sympathetic resonance occurs when a vibration is produced in one body from the vibrations being exhibited by a neighboring body. Therefore, we naturally get in closer proximity to those who resonate with us. Perhaps this is why we commonly say things like, that struck a chord with me, or the music moves me and could be the reason why people seem to flock to a piano when being played in a public place. Travelers are finding more and more public pianos in airports, train stations, and hotel lobbies, for example, but that wasn't always the case. The art installations from the project Play Me, I'm Yours are exactly that, public pianos which have been artistically decorated and established in public places. I first came across one such piano in 2013 here in Munich when the Smile Project migrated directly after one of their Tuesday evening rehearsals with their piano accompanist in tow to sing their cheerful songs around the Play Me I'm Yours piano installed at Hohenzollernplatz. This was truly a magical experience. Let's go now and speak with a creative person who has been behind the scenes all these years and is the creator of Play Me, I'm Yours. On the phone, I have an installation artist that does amazing things and is the conceiver of the Play Me, I'm Yours these pianos that we've seen in Munich. His name is Luke Jerome. Can you tell our listeners how and why you came upon the idea for Play Me, I'm Yours? Lots 
of the art projects I make have a degree of participation about them. So the pianos act as a kind of blank canvas, really, for the public to be creative. And I think that's the secret of it. The idea for this art project actually came out of a disaster. I've got another artwork called the Sky Orchestra, where we strap on speakers to hot air balloons. And then we play music to affect people's dreams by flying over a city. And it's a very beautiful thing. And we tried to fly over Birmingham in the UK with musicians from the Birmingham Symphony Orchestra actually in the balloons. But it was a disaster in the fact that it was just too windy to be able to fly these hot air balloons. The problem was we'd promised the city council in Birmingham that we would deliver a large-scale artwork to reach 100,000 people across the city. We'd effectively spent half their money because we had to pay all these musicians turning up and pay all the hot air balloon pilots. And so I had to quickly come up with another idea for an art project that would reach 100,000 people. And that's really where the idea for Play Me, I'm Yours came from about 10 years ago now. Wow, that's amazing. I love that story. So now, how many pianos to date have been placed in public places around the globe? The About. art project has now been touring for 10 years, and we've installed 1,700 pianos in about 60 cities worldwide, from Hong Kong to Los Angeles, from Sydney to London, and Munich, of course, as well. And I think the reason why it's sort of been so successful, really, is that these, yeah, pianos are this sort of blank canvas for the public to be creative. So it's not about my creativity. The pianos are there for everyone else. And often we invite local artists to transform them and decorate them in all sorts of different ways as well. Your Play Me, I'm Yours project started in Munich when? Back in 2013, it started. The art project has been so enjoyed by so many people, it's also been copied. And now you can see sort of pianos in train stations and airports all around the world. So in that way, it's sort of become part of culture. I'm quite proud about that. Yeah, I'm sure. You must smile when you see someone copying this idea. It used to really annoy me, to be honest. But, you know, I think it's the nature of a good idea. Invent a brown fizzy drink that everyone loves, then people start copying it, and then Coca-Cola becomes part of culture, doesn't it, really? How did your project come to Munich back in 2013? I think, yes, I was invited to present the art project as part of a music festival there. My first time to Munich, it was amazing to come around and see everyone surfing on the river and to install the pianos. And they've done a great job. There were all sorts of different pianos decorated in unusual ways. Yeah, it seems the city is incredibly creative. Yeah, this year I actually saw the Play Me, I'm Yours pianos around the Izar River area. Yeah, it's a pretty beautiful place, isn't it? And what's nice, really, is all the interesting stories that come about. There's lots of people who've had training in piano in the past, but they haven't necessarily got a piano to play. And Pianos are really good for those people. But of course, all the bands come out and they enjoy performing on the street. I play a little bit of piano myself, but there's no way I'd play on a stage. But for some reason, I'm quite happy to sit down and play a street piano. So the pianos are quite sneaky in that way. They, <laughs> they turn ordinary piano players into street performers. Yeah. It works in all sorts of different ways for different people. Unsuspecting pianists lurk among us, and then they feel <laughs> they feel comfortable enough to just 
drop their disguise and sit down and bang out a couple tunes. Yeah, I've heard some <laughs> amazing, wonderful music played on the Plenty M Yours here in Munich. But you've got like many other really cool installations going on. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about some of the other things that you've got going on besides a premium yours? My office was on a very steep road in Bristol where I live. And I thought, wouldn't it be nice to be able to commute home on a big water slide down the street from my office? So I converted the entire street into a giant water slide that was 300 meters long. I wanted to open that up for the public to go on this big water slide. And we had 96,000 applicants. <laughs> uh, to go on the slide, we sort of plucked those names out of a hat to decide who was going to go on it onto this free water slide. And, and in the end, 30,000 people came to watch the public going down this big water slide. So I suppose I'm interested in transforming a city and providing an opportunity, yes, for people to rethink their city and claim ownership of it. Besides being an artist, you're a musician, and it sounds like you've got a bit of a kid in you, too. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I'm here in Italy at the moment, and I've just installed a beautiful moon artwork. So this is a seven-meter diameter balloon, but on the outside it's printed with a five-and-a-half gigabyte image from NASA. So every last crater, every valley, every mountain is all described in perfect detail, and it's internally lit. So at night it looks absolutely real. And the art project is called the Museum of the Moon, and I'm touring it around the world the moon is actually a sort of venue for other people to be creative. So tonight we've got kind of a pianist and a classical music event taking place beneath the moon, but we've also had astronomy lectures and poetry readings and all that sort of stuff. So I quite like creating art projects to enable other people to be creative. And Play Me I'm Yours and Water Slide and this giant museum of the moon, they're all projects a bit like that. I'd like to say that I am one grateful listener to your Play Me, I'm Yours installations, and I truly hope this continues in Munich and around the world for many years to come. Is there a place where our listeners can go to get up to speed to all the latest projects that you're working on and where? Yeah, if they go to lukecherum.com, they can find out all sorts of information about all the other art projects I've made. But if they go to streetpianos.com, they can find out where the pianos are as well. I've got people who follow me around the world to try and play all the pianos <laughs> that I've installed. They call themselves piano pilgrims. So I can be in China and I get a tap on the shoulder from, from Ed <laughs> from Holland. And there he is, you know. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of fun to be had. And I hope I can carry on making artwork that people enjoy. Luke. It has given me great pleasure and inspiration speaking with you. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart and wish you a wonderful oh, day. Oh, you're welcome. It's been a lot of fun. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Bye. As we have learned, these public pianos within this Play Me I'm Yours project naturally seem to attract piano players from all over the world. Let's speak with one such piano player who's played at least half of these public pianos in Munich this year and goes by the artistic name Nomadic Ivories. You started playing piano about 30 years ago. My parents just bought a piano and got me into a program called Music for Young Children. Grandparents paid my lessons. 
while continuing your piano lessons, you picked up the trumpet, no? Yeah, fourth grade. Someone came around and said, you're all going to learn an instrument. And somehow that day I went home with the trumpet and just started playing. <laughs> started traveling with the high school band, California. Did a little Italy trip a couple years later, too. It was a good experience for sure. Then you ended up studying at Humber College, no? Yeah, I did a couple of years of trumpet jazz performance at Humber right after high school. I was still pretty young, 17 and 19. I was surrounded by a lot of really talented musicians. Oscar Peterson did like a week-long artist-in-residence too, and that had a huge impression on me too. For years, I'd play piano like in my house, but I even like playing when my family's around sometimes. I just didn't feel comfortable sharing my, my heart, my sounds with anyone. But in 2012, at your sister's wedding, something changed. What was that? Family friends came from all over the world, and it was like a week-long thing. Where I, just, I spent a lot of time playing guitar for them. And when I got back, the job had lined up to do for my concrete business I had got delayed at least two, three weeks. And I was just like, no way. I'm doing the backup plan. I haven't given my passion on a shot. So took all the tools out of the van, hung a hammock in the back, and drove back down to California and just hung out in the mountains playing guitar, singing. And came back to BC in wintertime and just kept doing it. Just kept playing music. To me, it sounds like a great spot for some hammock time. What do you think about that? Anytime's a good time for hammock time. Life drastically changed when public pianos started showing up and it made it so I could sit on the beach and practice and write and share. And for years I had a piano for like seven, eight years to play consistently. I'd sit there day after day and you know at first I was I put a tip jar on top of the piano and people were giving me money enough that I could keep going. And then I was on the news one day and the next day the cops came and were like, You can't have that tip jar out there. Yeah, Oak Bay, you can't solicit anything there. You can't get a license to do any soliciting. So I realized, well, what am I going to do? So I thought about it. I'm going to make a CD and give it to people when they talk to me. I scraped some money together, and I found a recording device to use and a piano to record on. I recorded five songs, bought a CD burner and five CDs, and then gave away those ones and got some money for them and bought 10 and then 25. And then that, throughout that summer, I just kept playing and playing. Until the fall, the pianos disappeared promptly, like September 1st, gone. Uh, I went around the city looking for pianos and all the hotels, restaurants, everything. They'd been getting rid of them because they just thought they took up space. I was lucky enough, I rented a keyboard in a coffee shop in Victoria. They let me keep my keyboard there and 
gave me coffee and let me have a tip jar out. And I just kept being able to put time in, keep putting time in all fall. That was good. And then winter time came and, you know, it's time to take a little break. So I went to Hawaii and played guitar on the beach and wrote songs and everything. But that got me off the island, even though it was another island. My layovers in between, I was able to get over my fear of the mainland, North American mainland. It's a chaotic place compared to the islands, that's for sure. <laughs> for the past couple of years now, you've been couch surfing, playing keyboards or piano, and giving away CDs. About how many CDs have you given away to date? I'm over 9,000 CDs distributed in the last four years since I started doing that. And, and the more people listen to my music, the more I work on my music and play my music and share my music, it all just keeps growing. It's a crazy wave right now, really. Now, a couple of years ago, you learned about Play Me, I'm Yours, pianos in Munich. How many different Play Me, I'm Yours pianos were you able to play this year? I found eight of them. I kind of just spent my time biking along the river mostly and playing the ones along there. I don't do well in the city, so it was kind of nice to be able to just spend my time along the river and feel like, you know, I was having a little nature time too. Nice. Your professionally pressed CDs are titled My Medicine under your artist name, Nomadic Ivories. How many of these professionally pressed CDs have you uh, given out to date? I've had 3,000 printed. I'm about halfway through the 1,000 I got printed over here. So, yeah, like 2,500. Do you find the nomadic lifestyle inspires your music, or is it the travel and the nomadic life in general which moves you? Yeah, it's movement, picking up different things from everyone you meet along the way. It lets life speak, lets fate speak. You just wake up every day and you don't know what's going to happen. And it's amazing. You leave the space for things to happen. It's amazing what does happen. As one of my constant challenges is trying not to book anything. And people want to have me come here, be there at this certain time and this time and place. And I don't know. I, I don't do that well when that happens. You make <laughs> plans and then something comes along to stop it, you know. I booked only like a couple of things in the last few years after booking things consistently. Yeah, this summer I booked like one show. I was happy to play this show and it was cool that it happened. But at the same time, a last minute sort of plan came up. I could have been playing on a rooftop in Vancouver that night too, you know, and I kind of double booked myself in like the last couple of days. And then I realized the show was actually that week. I'm like, oh man. On that note, do you think that we might see you back here next year? Yeah, it's certainly possible. I don't know what's going to happen this afternoon even or tomorrow or whatever. You know, one step at a time. And chose a la foi. There's one thing that is probably a constant, and that should be your web address. Do you have an address where our listeners can uh, check in and follow you? My website is nomadicivories.ca. And find me on Facebook, Instagram, wherever. Nathaniel, it's been my pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much for taking time to speak with us and our listeners, and happy trails. Danke schön.
In today's day and age, it seems as if people are more and more becoming disengaged from normal societal interaction or even from simple conversations as they travel from one destination to another, all the while having a white, black, or other colored wire hanging from their ears to their multimedia device. In contrast, when an engaging tune is being played on a public piano, first our ears tune in, then our eyes shift over, and if we allow ourselves the liberty, then our bodies naturally follow in the direction of that piano. This first step towards social interaction could eventually lead one on the road towards the global paradigm shift for social healing, commonly called synchronicity, or simply put, the art of being nice to one another. As human beings, we have all evolved from a tribe from one sort or another, and we eventually migrated to our modern world, now with colored wires hanging from our ears. However, there still remains a basic desire within each of us for that tribal sense of belonging, and music can surely be one of the easiest and quickest ways to bring us back together. It has been said that a person's heartbeat, emotions, and mood changes while listening to music. For example, this can increase our heart rate with excitement, or slow it down with relaxation. So, projects like Play Me, I'm Yours can assist in our societal migration towards global social healing by applying this healing balm of sympathetic resonance, or more succinctly, compassion. We might strike a chord for change in this harmonious direction for a more humane humanity. On behalf of the folks here at Radio Laura, we hope we have given you food for thought and that you might seek to find a way to lend another a compassionate helping hand or simply start a conversation with a stranger along the way. And in so doing, you just might experience firsthand the amazing beauty of synchronicity. Synchronicity, when together we make each other smile, spreading good vibrations while discovering the harmonic magic which resides within sympathetic resonance.